Writing is hard. Getting honest feedback shouldn't be. If you're looking for a way to get honest and safe feedback on your unpublished manuscript, I want you to check out the Spun Yarns beta reading service. They'll match your manuscript with three trusted readers, handpicked according to your needs. And then after those readers have read your manuscript, an editor curates a comprehensive report of insights and suggestions for your next draft, all in 30 days or less. And the best part? They've agreed to give you, my lovely listeners, 15% off the price of a manuscript report during the month of March. So to claim your discount and to get honest and safe feedback on your unpublished manuscript, go to savannagilbo.com forward slash the spun yarn and use code savannagilbo at checkout. And this is the big event that the story has been leading up to. So after realizing that they must change, the protagonist now accepts the truth and sheds his or her outdated worldview. And this acceptance is what allows the character to change their priorities and acquire the thing that they need instead of the thing that they wanted. Welcome to the Fiction Writing Made Easy podcast. My name is Savannah Gilbo, and I'm here to help you write a story that works. I want to prove to you that writing a novel doesn't have to be overwhelming. So each week, I'll bring you a brand new episode with simple, actionable, and step-by-step strategies that you can implement in your writing right away. So whether you're brand new to writing or more of a seasoned author looking to improve your craft, this podcast is for you. So pick up a pen and let's get started. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the key scenes that every worldview or every coming-of-age story needs in order for it to work and to satisfy fans of the genre. I'm also going to show you how these key scenes show up in the movie Juno. So if you're writing a coming-of-age story, this episode is for you. And if not, don't worry because I've already covered a lot of the other genres and I'm going to cover each of the remaining genres really soon. Now, before we dive in, let's quickly talk about what makes a coming-of-age story or what makes the worldview genre unique. Worldview stories focus on a period of time in the main character's life where he or she is transitioning from one significant state to another. These stories show how the external events of the plot affect a character in such a way that he or she must grow, change, and awaken to a new understanding of themselves or the world around them. And if that sounds really familiar or like every other story you've ever read, then you're right. This type of emotional arc or internal worldview change can be found in almost every story. A lot of young adult novels fall into this genre because YA stories tend to be about a character who comes of age or who transitions from youth into adulthood. But not all worldview stories need to feature a teenage protagonist who comes of age because I'm sure we've all met a few adults who have some kind of growing up to do, right? So regardless of the age of the protagonist, these stories usually end with the same realization that life is not going to change, so I better change instead. And usually this change is for the better, making the protagonist a stronger, happier person with a new appreciation for the life ahead of him or her. People choose to read worldview novels because they're super relatable. Life doesn't always give us what we want, right? I mean, we've all been kicked in the butt by life at one point or another, whether through puberty, divorce, death, a midlife crisis, losing a job, or just the pains of adolescence. I mean, you name it. We've all experienced some kind of life problem that has forced us to stop in our tracks and re-examine who we are and what we value in order to move forward. And worldview stories give readers a glimpse into how other people or your characters deal with and survive these roadblocks. So they give readers a sense of relief or satisfaction or maybe even hope that they too can survive whatever roadblocks or challenges are appearing in their own lives. 
And the beauty of these stories is that when the protagonist does discover something about themselves, the reader ultimately discovers something new about themselves too. So not only does the protagonist grow and change, but the reader might grow and change a little bit too. These stories are universal because life is universal, and we all go through this stuff. Now, like all genre fiction, you have to deliver the emotional experience readers are looking for in order for your story to work. And to deliver this emotional experience, you need to include the key scenes and conventions of your genre in your novel. So as I mentioned earlier, in today's episode, we're going to look at the key scenes for the worldview genre. So these are the key events, decisions, and discoveries that move the protagonist along his or her journey. And these key scenes are what help us evoke emotional reactions in the reader. So they're what help us writers write a story that works, and then when coupled with your genre's conventions, they help us evoke emotional reactions in our readers. So let's take a look at what these key scenes are and how they show up in the movie Juno. And if you're wondering why I'm going to walk you through these key scenes in a movie, it's just because movies require less of a time investment. And I'm hoping you've either seen the movie Juno or that you'll at least watch it after listening to this episode to really help cement these key scenes in your mind. So, of course, you can and should study these key scenes in your favorite coming-of-age stories, but for today, we're going to look at them in a movie. And as I go through these key scenes, I want you to consider why each scene would need to be in a worldview story or what purpose it serves in the overall narrative. So I think you'll find that each of these key scenes has a really specific purpose, why it needs to be there. And because of that, you can then use these key scenes plus the conventions of the worldview genre to help you craft an outline or a first draft of a story that works. And just a reminder, if you want to see how these key scenes show up in a few other stories, you can check out the blog post that goes along with this episode that also includes examples from The Perks of Being a Wallflower and The 40-Year-Old Virgin. I'll make sure to link to that blog post in the show notes, but for now, let's dive into the key scenes of the worldview genre and see how they show up in the movie Juno. As a freebie for this episode, I created a cheat sheet that lists out each of these key scenes as well as the conventions of the worldview genre. You can download that by going to savannagilbo.com forward slash worldview. The first key scene your worldview story needs is a scene in which some kind of opportunity or circumstance challenges the protagonist's belief and or their understanding of how the world works. In a lot of cases, the protagonist accepts this opportunity or challenge because they don't have a choice. But in some cases, they accept this opportunity or challenge because whatever it is holds the promise of an escape from whatever pain that they're harboring inside. So in the movie Juno, Juno has never accepted or dealt with the feelings that she has about her mother abandoning her. And in order to not ever deal with that kind of pain again, Juno has employed a defense mechanism of acting like an adult and being super cool to keep people at arm's length. So she believes that if you're an adult, you can kind of do whatever you want, act however you want, and that you don't really need to trust or rely on anybody except yourself. And then her worldview is challenged when she gets pregnant with Bleeker's child and realizes that she's about to really become an adult herself. So that's key scene number one, some kind of challenge or opportunity that challenges the protagonist's worldview. The second key scene your worldview story needs is a scene in which the protagonist commits to the wrong thing. And by committing to the wrong thing, I mean that the protagonist usually commits to pursuing his or her want or whatever this thing is that they think is going to make them happy. So at this point, they're ignorant to what they really need or to what will really make them feel happy and fulfilled. 
In some cases, the protagonist is even faced with an opportunity to get what he or she needs, but they reject the opportunity to pursue the thing that they want. So in the movie Juno, Juno decides to put the baby up for adoption instead of having an abortion. Because of that, she finds a couple in the newspaper who are looking for a baby and she shares her plan to give them her baby with her parents. So Juno thinks that by putting the baby up for adoption, she's going to gain back her freedom and continue on with life as normal. She can pretend to be cool like an adult without having any actual adult responsibilities. So that's key scene number two, a scene in which the protagonist commits to the wrong thing. The third key scene you'll want to include in your worldview story is a scene in which the protagonist ignores the truth or the lesson of the story. So in most cases, whatever strategy the protagonist has been trying to use hasn't been working and it's time to try something else. Usually the protagonist will see part or all of the truth, but they decide to ignore it and will continue to cling on to their outdated worldview instead. So in the movie Juno, this is when she visits Mark and Vanessa's home to show them the ultrasound picture, but quickly realizes that Vanessa is not home. Instead of leaving, she stays and Mark gets a little more aggressive with his flirting. This should show Juno that Mark isn't as cool as she thinks and that not all adults do the right thing, but instead she ignores it. And finally, when Vanessa does get home and she shows the ultrasound picture to her, Juno realizes that Vanessa is going to be a good mother, which is something that she herself never had. So she sees the truth about both Mark and Vanessa here, but she can't really internalize it yet because she still thinks that Mark is cool and Vanessa is a square. So that's key scene number three, a scene in which the protagonist sees but ignores the truth. The fourth key scene you'll want to include in your worldview story is a scene in which the protagonist can't run from the truth anymore. So this is when the protagonist faces some kind of failure or disappointment that leads to the realization that he or she must change. Their outdated worldview has protected them this far, but now because of whatever has happened, there's no going back to the way things used to be, so they can no longer avoid changing. In the movie Juno, this is when Juno learns that Mark is leaving Vanessa and she questions whether or not to continue with the adoption. She finally realizes that Mark isn't this cool guy adult that she's been painting him to be in her mind. She also learns that Bleeker has asked someone else to prom and she's upset even though she made it clear that she didn't want to date Bleeker. So at this point, she has to change her worldview. What does it really mean for her to be an adult and what does it mean to do the right thing? So that's key scene number four, a scene in which the protagonist can't run from the truth anymore. The fifth key scene you'll want to include in your worldview story is a scene in which the protagonist finally embraces the truth. And this is the big event that the story has been leading up to. So after realizing that they must change, the protagonist now accepts the truth and sheds his or her outdated worldview. And this acceptance is what allows the character to change their priorities and acquire the thing that they need instead of the thing that they wanted. So in the movie Juno, this is when Juno has the baby and decides to go through with the adoption, even though Vanessa is now a single parent. She also realizes that Bleeker is actually the cool guy, not Mark, and that she loves Bleeker, not Mark. So we see her embrace the truth of her situation and get what she needs, which is a good guy like Bleeker and the opportunity to finally just be a kid. So she's less concerned with being cool and less worried about how she thinks things should be and is instead living her life as any other teenager would. And that's key scene number five, a scene in which the protagonist finally embraces the truth. The sixth key scene is a scene in which the protagonist's loss of innocence is rewarded. 
So once the protagonist sheds their outdated worldview, they are rewarded with a deeper understanding of life. And these stories don't always end with a happily ever after, but rather with a new beginning or a sense that there's a lot of life yet to be lived. We see that the protagonist can now enter into the next phase of life, empowered by the truth instead of hiding from it. So in the movie Juno, this is when we see that Juno is finally feeling grounded in her family. She's no longer clinging to her mother that abandoned her, but is instead embracing the family that she has now. And not only that, but we see that she's finally reclaimed her adolescence and is settled into being a teenager now too. So that's key scene number six, a scene in which the protagonist's loss of innocence is rewarded. And there you have it. Those are the six key scenes that every worldview or coming-of-age story needs in order to work. And if you're thinking, okay, sure, but those kind of sound obvious, Savannah, well, you would be surprised how many drafts I see that are missing these key scenes or that downplay them in a way that makes them no fun for readers. So instead of leaving them out of your story, I want you to think about a new and exciting way to include them so that you can ideally both surprise and satisfy readers at the same time. Now let's quickly recap what each of those key scenes of the worldview genre are. Number one is a scene in which the protagonist's worldview is challenged. Number two is a scene in which the protagonist commits to the wrong thing. So usually this looks like chasing after the thing they want instead of the thing they need. Number three is a scene in which the protagonist ignores the truth. So they see part of the truth or all of the truth, but they decide to ignore it and keep on clinging to their outdated worldview instead. Number four is a scene in which the protagonist can't run from the truth anymore. So at this point, they can no longer avoid changing their worldview. Number five is a scene in which the protagonist embraces the truth. So after realizing that they have to change their worldview, they accept the truth, and this acceptance is what allows them to change priorities and acquire the thing they need instead of the thing they wanted. Number five is a scene in which the protagonist finally embraces the truth and maybe even changes their priorities. Number six is a scene in which the protagonist's loss of innocence is rewarded. And usually this is a bit of a bittersweet ending, so it's not always going to be happily ever after, but rather an ending that gives us a sense of a new beginning or a sense that there's a lot of life yet to be lived. And as a quick reminder, these are the scenes that readers come to worldview stories for. My personal favorite moment in a worldview story is the climactic event when the character finally embraces the truth. I love the scene in Juno when she finally realizes that Bleeker is a better choice for her, and when she does the actual grown-up thing of giving her baby to someone who can give it a proper life. There's just something so rewarding about that part in the story for me, and it's part of why I'm always keen to go back and watch that movie whenever it's on TV. I just love how she makes this really grown-up choice that actually allows her to kind of just sink into her life as a teenager and just carry out the rest of her time as a teenager normally would. But anyway, back to the point, if I read or watched a worldview story where the protagonist never embraced the truth and never moved on from their outdated worldview, I'd be pretty bummed and I would feel like there's something missing. So long story short, try not to do that to your readers. Don't skip over these key scenes or leave them out of your story. Instead, use them to help you flesh out and construct your story and then figure out a way to deliver these scenes in new and unexpected ways. And if you do that, you're not only going to write a story that works, but you're probably also going to gain fans for life too. And that's what we all want, right? As a freebie for this episode, I created a cheat sheet that lists out each of these key scenes as well as the conventions of the worldview genre. You can download that by going to savannagilbo.com forward slash worldview. So that's it for today's show. 
As always, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and showing your support. If you want to check out any of the links I mentioned in this episode, you can find them over at savannagilbo.com forward slash podcast. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the show because there's going to be another brand new episode coming out next week. If you're an Apple user, I'd really appreciate it if you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating and review. Your ratings and reviews tell iTunes that this is a podcast that's worth listening to. And in turn, that helps this show get in front of more fiction writers just like you. So that's it for today's show. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, happy writing.